And uh, let's uh, continue to move along here right now. Uh, roster news right now as we uh, look at it. Uh, for the Steelers, uh, depth chart going into this season. And we saw a uh, lot of uh, things going on right now with the preseason. Pittsburgh Steelers did end up uh, having their sole loss to the Carolina Panthers and a blowout in that game. I mean, we saw a lot in that season right there. I mean, when you really uh, think about it, I mean, the quarterback battle, I mean, to be behind uh, John Rosberger, as it stands right now, uh, Mason Rudolph is still the number two guy behind Ben Rosberger. But I got to tell you what, in this preseason, uh, watching everything that I did, what I know now, I, I got to tell you, Dwayne Haskins really did give Mason Rudolph a run for his money. I mean, just for the simple fact, when you truly, I mean, look at it, I mean, yeah, Rudolph didn't have a better quarterback rate at the end of the day with 99.2, but when you dissect it a very further, too, and everything that has been happening right now, I mean, here's the thing you got to keep in mind right now. I mean, Dwayne Haskins did have a lot more opportunities. I mean, Mason Rudolph had only nine drives all together, only three field goals and nine drives for 33% uh, percent, uh, scoring percentage versus uh, Dwayne Haskins, who scored eight times out of his 22 drives, uh, a little over 36%, which also included going four for four in the red zone, while Rudolph was 0 for three. Joshua Dobbs in the red zone was one for three. He scored only one uh, touchdown out of his nine scoring drives and a field goal. Now, I mean, of course, I mean, versus the Carolina Panthers game, many would argue he has opportunities, big moment with the starters in that game. Really could have made some extra pressure on Rudolph. I'm not sure if it was necessary enough, but to be honest with you, Dwayne Haskins right now, if he sticks around uh, beyond this season, I tell you what, I don't think either him or Rudolph or Dobbs, clearly none of these guys right now is, is the legit long-term answer behind, I mean, when Bev Rosberg starts to retire and take the throne. I'm not going to lie right now. I would not mind having Dwayne Haskins stick around if he's not a starter, but on his depth chart as a backup. I would not mind that. Because uh, right now, I mean, when you got T.J. Watt being uh, re-signed, extended to a four-year extension, you're basically sending a message right now that for a guy as special as T.J. Watt is, that you're willing to build – this team continuously with this great defense. They're building a great defense once again. You still got very few uh, core pieces in here, too. We also look at the Steelers right now, I mean, for the most part. When you look at everybody else, I mean, you got Cam Hayward, another guy. Uh, he signed uh, his extension last year on Labor Day. I mean, he's got four more seasons. Uh, left to go right now. And as he is uh, coming into this right now, 
And to be honest with you, it's a really interesting uh, time right now. I mean, I'm just looking at everything I mean, from the simple fact right now, too. I mean, the guy in Cam Hayward who had a $17.5 million sign balls. I mean, at signing and 2.75 million rush bosses on September of last year, September 11th. But, I mean, this is real talk right now. I mean, it is still very well possible, like I've been saying, Ben Rosberg, maybe he'll stick around for another year. Now, I think the funny thing is, I know, I'm not sure how many people have been rolling their eyes when they heard Ben Rosberg, I mean, who was nice enough to go the bat for T.J. Watt, saying to pay this guy the money he deserves. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I took lesser money to see a guy like him get paid. Remember, Ben Rosberg did take a $5 million uh, pay cut uh, for this year. And to be honest with you, I, I, I will say this. The only way the staying continues to work is if the defense is that strong and that good for a while. Because right now, Joel Hayden, too, he's another guy who is looking for a new deal. He's, he's playing on the final year of his newly signed uh, three-year deal two years ago. Two-year extension was Ed Bouchette continues to remind everyone they don't do extensions. It was a new three-year deal. I mean, he's definitely going to be looking to, like, uh, test the market after this season. And I'm not sure if, like, Joel Hayes would be a guy that's going to stick around. We'll see. The only thing is, I will say this, as far as, like, with the cap space, remember, I mean, it's supposed to go up significantly in 2022. And for the Steelers, I mean, right now in uh, 2022, they're supposed to be having about – over $38.4 million in cap space, basically. And I, I think that's going to be uh, very interesting right there. And uh, don't forget, too, remember, with T.J. Watt, and I think that's in large part because the extension that T.J. Watt signed. So, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, it's already been invested. Remember, we already knew the money was not going to be affecting this year's cap, it was to be affecting future years. So I will say this, honestly, once Ben Rosberg does decide to retire, or if he does decide to stick around for another year, I'm not really sold on ear guy just yet. I love the competition. I love the depth chart, but I'm not sure if I really like the idea of putting my uh, hopes with these guys as the future uh, stars of this team. I just, I, I just, I get very uh, hesitant at that. And I just feel right now, they, they, they need to try and like find a way to trade up for someone in the draft or just see where they're going to be. Uh, I just I really get concerned right now. How they're gonna 
probably going to get that right when he does decide to uh, come back. And the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers right now, for the most part, going into the 2022 uh, NFL draft for the moment. And we got an update on that yet, but man, it, you got you got to imagine it's going to probably be in a similar position where they were uh, this year, at least in the high mid twenties, basically. Because uh, this year they were twenty uh, fourth. You got to be probably thinking like somewhere in the in the upper in the early twenties, right there. I I mean I, I but I tell you what man, Dwayne Haskins I think was definitely a huge gamble. I think he was definitely worth the risk. Again, sustainable wise, long term, I'm not sure if it's gonna happen that way uh, for him. If it's gonna be that much in the cards, Dwayne Haskins has been brought here to uh, get a second chance get out of that environment with the Washington football team. And then not only that, too. I mean, here's another element to factor in right now, too, because this has also been floated around here. When, when Kevin Colbert, whenever he decides to walk away from the Steelers or yell alone retire from football altogether, another thing we have to think about, too, is if Kevin Colbert leaves, who's going to be that next GM? Now, let me ask you this. Does anyone see possibly Mike Tomlin being head coach and general manager of this team? Since Mike Tomlin's been definitely involved in the scouting so far. Yeah, I think. But I also like to think, too, right now for the time being, that why not? I think that will make a lot of sense. I'm not sure if that role will necessarily uh, work. Him doing uh, double duties. I'm not going to lie to you. I think that does not sound like a bad idea. I, th I think uh, Tom right there, he's a guy who definitely understands players very well. Knows how to connect with a lot of people who come to this team. I, I don't see how that uh, doesn't work out. The only thing is, being head coach of GM, so you're going to be that guy, I don't know, working hand-in-hand with Omar Khan, Art Rooney, as far as, like, paying certain individuals, being more of an increased role under his head coaching position. We'll see. We'll dive into that in fair foul uh, towards Yen. And also, let's look at the other rush moves that was uh, made throughout the offseason, too. I mean, we also remember, I think one of the interesting ones right now, in my opinion, which I'm going to look forward to, is going to be the one at uh, Def in their uh, inside uh, linebacking position right now. Or no, their edge and inside uh, linebacker, excuse me, basically. You got Melvin Ingram right now, who is a backup uh outside linebacker to T.J. Watt right now. And then Joe Schobert right now, too, on the right side of Devin Bush. Devin Bush coming off of knee recovery, knee surgery, from being hurt last year against the Browns right there. 
And we've been hearing a couple of practices how Joe Schobert was wearing the green dot on his helmet. And just not so sure about Devin Bush. I mean, don't forget, he was not available first to Buffalo Bills late in the season as the season continued to wind down the stretch. So we definitely got some concerns right there. But I will, I will say this. I mean, if you were to ask me right now and put me in the corner, I think the Steelers got a very good chance of winning this first game in Buffalo. As long as they're fully healthy. I think now, too, Ben Rosberg has gotten that full season of legitimate rest without having to put any extra aggravated work on his throwing elbow to recover. You finally got yourself a good running back, and Najee Harris will find out how he does in the pros right now once the games start counting. I mean, the biggest thing right now is the offensive line. I mean, there has been a little bit of, like, uh, things Ben Rosberger was saying. I mean, you got Zach Barron right now starting on IR along with Stephen Tewitt, Stephon Tewitt, excuse me, who uh, lost his brother uh, this past uh, offseason. Uh, prayers, love going out to him. But, I mean, when you look at the uh, IR right now, the injury reserve on this uh, team, I mean, the key guys you got on here is – Zach Banner and Stefan Tewitt. And to be honest with you, I think the IR is only for like the first three games. So, I mean, if he's becoming available, you're talking about around when the Steelers will be playing against the Bengals or after three games, or I guess the Packers, excuse me. I think if anything, uh, Stefan Tewitt, that'd probably be like the only loss he'll probably have to be feeling a little bit. Uh, going into this matchup against the Bills. When you look at the defensive line right now, I mean, you got uh, Cam Hayward as defense tackle, Chris Wormley as your uh, defensive end, and then Tyson Alalalu as your nose tackle. I got to tell you right now, of all the guys I'm so glad that was able to stick around was Alalalu. Remember, he was supposed to be going back to Jacksonville, but something happened where he came back. I think it was something with COVID. He was able to come back to the Steelers once again. And I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I mean, Alalu right now, I think it's just uh, definitely been a guy right here. You truly uh, look at it. who's definitely, I, I think, been like one of my favorites in the last uh, couple of years right there, who's uh, come over here since 2017. I mean, you look at this guy right there. I mean, he has career best, I think, last year, too. I mean, as far as, like, uh, his uh, starts, he had 10 out of 15 starts, which was a career high. I mean, played in 15 games, second most with the Steelers. He had 38 total tackles along with uh, five quarterback hits and four tackles for loss. So, I mean, I think Alalu right now definitely helps these be a solid anchor. And you look at the rest of this uh, defensive line, I mean, their defensive front, how they continue to build this up. 
some other key pieces, too, that we've seen uh, being added right now. I mean, we also look at quarterback Akello Witherspoon. Uh, he started 33 games from his previous four seasons with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, he signed a one-year $4 million contract with the Seattle Seahawks in the spring uh, with the hopes that he would be in the starting lineup for the Seahawks. Right now, the Seattle Seahawks, they did uh, part ways with him and uh, basically uh, traded him. Uh, Seahawks right now, they're going to be on the hook uh, for the next uh, two years of his uh, signing balls right now, $1.25 million in debt. That cap this season, the uh, following season, for his two and a half million dollar sign bonus, which they would have given him, it was basically a one year, four million dollar deal right there. The two and a half million dollars uh, plus the one and a half million for his uh, base salary, I believe, was right now. And uh, that will pay them for a grand total of four million dollars right now. Uh, his highlights with his 49ers include 33 out of 47 games, including four interceptions, along with 117 total tackles. And uh, his thoughts on coming to the Steelers, he says, I'm like I'm rep 1,000 game pushed out to the ground, having to get back up. Witherspoon said Monday afternoon following his practice with the Steelers. The first one was the toughest one. I'm deep into the process of overcoming obstacles. So I'm like, come on, let's get it. I'm here right now for, for a reason. This contract is fully guaranteed at the time of signing. And uh, he was traded to the Steelers right now. And uh, right now, I mean, the biggest reason for that was to give uh, death behind uh, Cam Sutton and Joel Hayden. I mean, look at those two uh, cores right here. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Cam Sutton being – and nickel uh, sub-packages uh, once again. Uh, James Pierre, he is set to become the number three corner with Sutton moving inside and sub-packages. Wearspoon immediately became the second most experienced corner on our team when he arrived. And like Sutton, Witherspoon was a third-round pick in the 2017 draft. He was the second selection of the third round at number 66 pick. Not only that, too, I mean, you also got Carl uh, Joseph right now, who, which, by the way, is on the practice squad of the Steelers right now. I mean, this is a guy right here. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, a guy who uh, came out of West Virginia. I mean, he's 27 years old. I mean, uh, Carl Joseph, he was selected by the Raiders in 2016. And you look at uh, this guy's uh, telltale, the tape right here, his uh, journey. Former West Virginia star was first-round pick in 2016. But the 2020 season with the Browns after signing a one-year deal with the Browns and was re-signed by the Raiders the following year. Joseph was among players released by the Vegas Raiders a couple of weeks ago, a week or two ago. So, And he also got wide receiver uh, Steven Sims, formerly with the Washington football team. He appeared in 32 games the previous two seasons, making four starts. Had a 68 career uh, reception for 575 yards and five touchdowns. Sims had four catches for 17 yards out of the slot for Washington against the Steelers last season. So I got I to tell you right now, I'll, those signings right there, who do you like the most? 
I gotta tell you, the one that intrigues me the most is gonna probably be uh, Joe Schobert. I like the fact that you got like a nice insurance policy, someone to play opposite side. I mean, TJ. I mean, not not TJ Watt, Devin Bush. I mean, Kevin Colbert. I think for the most part. Remember, this team started nearly thirty-five million dollars in the hole. I mean, once this offseason began, that was projected to do everything with the loss of revenue and live game attendance because of COVID-19. Not only did they get cap reply, reworked a lot of contracts, adding voidable years to those contracts, the free up cap space, and they add all these people onto this team. I give them a B minus so far. I'm not gonna give it an A. But, man, I mean, this is probably, like, the best we've seen Colbert do in a while as far as, like, hustling, uh, signing guys, cheap deals, whatever, doing some nice patchwork to really build a good team for this season. If anything, they're definitely going all in. And I can only imagine it will be uh, next uh, season. I mean, you also got other guys here, uh, too, on here. I mean, going into it. And, and to be honest with you, too, I, I really like like this uh, way this team is going to be up. I think that if anything, on the coaching side right now, I think I'm definitely going to be looking at a guy like Adrian Clem right now. Adrian uh, Clem, who's been trying to replace uh, Munchak right now. This offensive line needs – play with an attitude. I'm also going to be looking at a Faulkner, running back coach, had three years experience. I think those two guys right here really need to bring the best out of their players this year. I'm surprised Benny Snow is still on the death chart and not on the practice squad. I mean, for, I mean, right now, when you look at the offensive side of the football, I mean, for this season, I mean, you still got uh, Benny, Benny Snell. He's the number two backup to Najee Harris, followed by Kalen Balaj. Honestly, to tell you the truth, I probably would put Kalen Balaj over a guy, Benny Snell. Benny Snell, the one good thing about Benny Snell, when he does start to heat up, he does get in a nice uh, zone as far as, like, running the ball. He can grind out some yards. And I... Definitely feel like, too, I mean, and Belage, too. I mean, he's been having some nice athleticism, uh, some shades of, like, Le'Veon Bell before. I mean, some of his technique. But to be honest, I, I'm really surprised Snell has made it on this uh, team as the number two guy behind uh, Harris. 